you know, if you have a advantage in some way, then that's probably where you should start. And if there's no advantage for you, then get educated. You're listening to The Life and Money Show, a podcast that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth for their families and impacting the world around them. And now here are your hosts, Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Hey, everyone. Annie Dickerson here together with Julie Lamb. Julie, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm just enjoying this beautiful, amazing little heat wave we have here in the Bay Area. I always love these. I grew up here in San Francisco, or not San Francisco proper, but in the Bay Area, and love these little pockets. You'll get these like two to four day windows of time that the weather is just amazingly warm and everyone heads out to the beach and gets out and about and whatnot. But uh, yeah, just loving it. Sitting out on my deck earlier in the sun and yeah great day. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm hoping, you know, for the first time since we've moved to the Bay area, we're like prepared for the heat waves because we finally bought an air conditioner. <laughs> Cause you don't need one here. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, every year when the heat waves come, I'm like, oh, it's only a day or two days. I don't want to store this giant air conditioning unit. And, and so last year we finally, we had a friend who was selling their old ones who were like, okay, fine. Let's buy it. This was like in the fall. (laughs) So we bought it and then we used it one time (laughs) and then it's been sitting in storage. And I'm like, I'm telling my husband, like, see, I told you we shouldn't have bought this thing. And he's like, no, no, just wait, just wait. So soon enough, I'm sure the heat will get to that point where we'll be like, oh, thank goodness we have this thing. (laughs) It will. And it definitely does in Oakland for sure. Not so like here, it'll get like that every once in a while here at my house. But in Oakland, when I used to live there, we lived there for well we had our place for seven years but when we lived there three or four years yeah it used to get we used to call it like our little beach house because it would get so hot there in in oakland so you'll definitely use it let it it yes yes (laughs) well let's hop into our conversation today today we're talking to mark podolsky he's known as the land geek and you'll all of our listeners you'll hear it right when we start talking to him he's passionate about land. He used to be an investment banker. And then he just tried out land as sort of just to see if it could work. Invested $3,000 in a few swaths of land and lo and behold, it worked. And so over the years, over the last 20 years or so, he's really scaled that business, built out all these systems. So now he doesn't have to work in the business very much. And he'll talk about also the life that he's created for himself and his family to live intentionally and meaningfully, which is always what we talk about on this podcast. And so he's really done it all. And so he's really living the dream. What I love about his story that is different from a lot of others that come on to the show is that he has so much of a focus around not just how do I make a lot of money in real estate or how do I make a lot of money selling land, but he's really mindful about what he's doing with his time and how he's spending it. And we talked about it a little bit towards the end of middle end of the show where, you know, we talk about him being really intentional and he lays out his days and he has, I loved it. He's got his Mondays and Fridays where he calls it, you know, his last days on earth. And how would he want to spend his days on Mondays and Fridays? And it's kind of like a free day where, you know, he said he likes to connect with people and he likes to read and think and spend time with his kids and do things that he loves. And I just think that that's so 
much of why we, you and I, do what we do at Good Egg too, is it's not just about, you know, how do we get out there and make more money or how do we get out there and help people, which all of that is, you know, definitely a part of it. But it's how do we live a life that's built by design and one that, you know, has a lot of meaning for us personally, that's not just about work or just about kids or just about family, but that's really a balanced life. And I loved at the end, on our last question, we asked him, you know, what is he doing to make the world a better place? And he said that he loves helping people eliminate solo economic dependency. And I was like, solo economic dependency, okay. And I had to kind of, you know, put it together and and figure out what it means. But yeah, basically, you know, he wants to help people achieve financial freedom, I guess is a fancy way of saying it. And that's what we're all about here on the show. So loved it. I know. I love that idea of the last days on earth. And he does it twice a week, those terminal days. And I'm going to have to try that. We should do that as a team. We should try out like, you know, what would we do uh, our last day on earth? That's such a big, um, a big thing, right? What would you do if it were your last day on earth and to actually live that out? So I think that's such a cool exercise. For all of our listeners, you know, Mark specializes in raw, undeveloped land. And in this episode, you're really going to understand, you know, who is that type of investment right for? What's the time investment that you need to put into it to get it going and to get it to be profitable? What are some of the risks and other considerations? So if you're new to investing in land, this is a great place to learn about it and get those basic resources. Now, whether you decide you want to invest in land or in multifamily or in syndications, a great place to start is with our book. It's called Investing for Good. And we've got a free copy for all of you. Just go to goodegginvestments.com slash book. Now, without further ado, let's dive into our conversation with Mark Podolsky. Mark, welcome to the show. How are you? Annie Dickerson, thank you so much for having me. My pulse is normal. My respiration is fine. I'm so excited. (laughs) Well, hopefully we'll get that pulse up a little bit here. We're going to get you excited. We're going to get our audience pumped. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, (laughs) well, we are going to get them excited about raw land, which is your specialty. So now between me and Julie, we've invested in a lot of different types of assets over the years from single family rentals to house hacks to flips to syndications and pretty much everything in between. And when I think about a typical rental property, you know, it makes sense to me because I've lived in them before, you know, I buy the property, I find a tenant. And if I did my math right, you know, their rent payments should cover the mortgage and expenses and then some. But That's not what you specialize in. People know you as the land geek, and your specialty is in buying and selling raw, undeveloped land. Now, I know you bought your first few parcels of raw land back in 2001. So start by taking us back to that time. What was going through your mind when you thought about, oh my gosh, okay, forget rental properties. I'm going to invest in this raw land that's got nothing on it. And this is what I'm going to specialize in. Yeah, I didn't look at it like that. I was a miserable, micromanaged, overworked investment banker specializing in mergers and acquisitions with private equity groups. And it got so bad for me. I wouldn't get the Sunday blues anticipating Monday coming around. I'd get the Friday blues anticipating the weekend going by really fast and having to be back at work on Monday. 
So my firm hires this guy and he's telling me that as a side hustle, he's buying up raw land, pennies on the dollar. He's flipping them online and he's making a 300% return on his investment. Well, I'm looking at companies all day long and a great company, great, has 15% EBITDA margins or free cash flow. Average companies, 10%. I'm looking at companies all day long, less than 10%. So of course, I don't believe him. So we go to New Mexico. I got three grand saved up for car repairs. I do exactly what he says to do. I buy 10 half acre parcels, an average price of $300 each. I flip them online. They all sell for an average price of $1,200 each, 300%. It worked. So I took all that money. I went to another auction in Arizona. Again, this is 2000. There's no one in the room. I'm buying up lots. I'm buying up acres for nothing. I sell all that property and make over $90,000 cash. So I go to my wife. I'm like, honey, I'm going to quit my job and become a full-time land investor. And she's pregnant. She's like, absolutely not. Okay. Okay. So I worked land investing part-time. It took about 18 months for the land investing income to exceed the investment banking income. And then I quit. I've done it full-time ever since. And I absolutely love it. Okay. Let me go back to that process because you made it sound so simple and I'm sure there's some more nuance to it. So you bought the land, you had $3,000, you bought these parcels of land, you flipped them and then you sold them online. So tell us a little bit more about that process. Okay. So let's use you, Annie Dickerson, as a case mm -hmm. study. Okay. So Annie, where do you live? Oakland, California. Oakland, California. Okay. So now I'm going to assume that you own 10 acres of raw land in Texas and you owe $200 in back taxes. So you're advertising two important things to me. Number one, you have no emotional attachment to the raw land. You're in California, properties in Texas. And number two, you're distressed financially in some weird way because we don't pay for things. We don't value them in the same way. You haven't paid your property taxes. As a result, Treasurer Julie keeps sending you notices every single month saying, Annie, you don't pay your property taxes. We're going to auction off your land to a tax deed or tax lien investor. So all I'm going to do is take a look at the comparable sales on your 10 acres. I'm going to take the lowest comparable sale. Let's say it's 10 grand. I'm going to divide by four. That's going to get me what Warren Buffett would call 300% margin of safety. I'm going to send you an actual offer of $2,500. Now you accept my quote unquote top dollar offer because for you, $2,500 is better than nothing. Now, in reality, three to 5% of people accept my quote unquote top dollar offer. Now, once you accept it, I've got to go through due diligence or in-depth research. I got to confirm you still own the property. I have to confirm back taxes are only $200. I have to confirm that there's been no breaks in the chain of title. I have to confirm there's no liens or encumbrances. And I have this whole property due diligence checklist. I outsource it to my team in the Philippines they're connected to an American title company, costs about 11 bucks. Now, if it was 5,000 or more, I'm just gonna close directly through a title company. I'm not gonna take that risk. So now everything checks out. I write you a check for $2,500. You deed me over your property. I'm gonna sell this property 30 days or less. I'm gonna make a cash flow. So now I have a built-in best buyer. Do you know who it is? Is it Julie? <laughs> No, Julie's the treasurer. She's, She's not your treasure. friend anymore, Annie. Oh, yeah, she wants true. the property taxes, roads, services, hospitals. She's no longer life and money friend. She mm. wants money, taxes. You're all, yeah. <laughs> no, not Julie. Not Julie. Hmm. Who else could it be? 
should I tell you? Tell us. The neighbors. So I'm gonna send out neighbor letters saying, hey, here's your opportunity. Protect your privacy, protect your views, know your neighbor. So oftentimes the neighbors will buy it. Now, if they pass, I'll go to my buyer's list. My buyer's list passes, I'll go to a little website you may have heard of. It's uh, called Craigslist. It's the 10th most trafficked website in the United States. I'll go to a smaller one. I'm pretty sure you've heard of this one called Facebook. It's uh, the marketplace and buy sell groups. And then I'll go to the lands. I'll go to landmoto.com, landsofamerica.com, landandfarm.com, landflip.com, landhub.com. All these platforms where people buy and sell raw land every single day. But the way that I'm going to sell it is I'm going to make it irresistible. I'm going to ask for a $2,500 down payment for someone to control this 10-acre parcel. And then I'm just going to make it a car payment. Let's say $449 a month, 9% interest over the next 84 months, right? It's a one-time sale to get my capital out on the down. I might go six to 10 months out. Then I've got $449 a month coming every single month, 9% interest. Annie, no renters, no rehabs no renovations, no rodents. And because I'm not dealing with a tenant, I'm exempt from Dodd-Frank, RESPA, and the SAFE Act, all this onerous real estate legislation. So the game we play is, can we create enough of these land nodes where our passive income now exceeds our fixed expenses? And we're working because we want to, not because we have to. Mm. So basically, you're buying it for 2500 and then right away, pretty much as quickly as possible, you're going through your list of potential buyers to get mm -hmm. that 2500 back in your pocket as quickly as possible. Correct. Very cool. I mean, you're definitely selling me on it. I'm going to have to look, this, look into this after this show. <laughs> but okay, so you've got this process worked out. How long did it take you when you first started, when you bought those few parcels back in 2001? I assume you were working with somebody who was showing you the ropes. And then how, no, you were kind of figuring it out on your own? No, look, I was arrogant. Okay. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't know about mentors. I just thought, oh, this is better than my investment banking gig. And I was making money and I could work from home. And this is great, right? And then I met my mentor, Ori. So Ori sold his company to Experian for $360 million. And we're meeting for coffee and I'm telling, he's asking me questions and I'm telling him what I'm doing. And he's like, Mark, don't insult me and call, me, call yourself an entrepreneur. He's like, you're no entrepreneur. He's like, you have a good job. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, if you die tomorrow, what happens to the business? He's like, because you're doing everything in it. You're doing the buying, you're doing the selling, you're doing everything. He's like, you should, if you have a business, it's something that survives beyond you. It grows beyond you, bigger than you. So after that, I'm like, oh, the light bulb went off. And I started going on Fiverr and Upwork.com and slowly started building my team and my systems so that 90% of it today is automated. So we're using three points of leverage. The first one is other people's labor or time. We're using software. And then we're using other people's money. And so now I work 30 minutes a week in Frontier Properties, talking to my team, looking at the numbers, how many offers went out, how many deals are pending, how many deals will be closed. And now I'm totally free. So I've solved my money problems and I solved my time problems. And that's what we want for all our clients is to get rid of what we call solo economic dependency, which means if you're not personally working, you're not making any money. 
Love that. So it's about building that system so that that business can survive beyond you. So you don't have to, it's not like you created a separate job for yourself after you left investment banking. And now you've got this new job, only you're the boss, but now you've elevated that to the point where you have this business that runs on its own. And it sounds like you have minimal involvement or oversight on that. You've built out a strong team that can work this system for you, which is incredible. No, exactly. We can always make more money. We can't get more time. So I'll do anything to save myself time. I'm curious when you're, you so you mentioned that one of the three pieces of what you guys are doing to build out the team is to use other people's money. How do you go about that? Because I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there who are thinking that sounds interesting. I would love to use other people's money because I don't have any. <laughs> so how do you recommend somebody who's getting into the business who wants to leverage other people's money to go about it when maybe they don't have the experience? Is that something that you did earlier on? Or is that more something that you did later on after you had more experience? Yeah, you got to have a track record first. So you've got to have proof of concept first, you've got to do it yourself first. So I started with $3,000. A lot of our clients start with less than that. So you don't need a lot of money. And really, you can go to family and friends, and maybe someone will be an angel for you. But if you really want to attract real money, then you need to show them with confidence, you can do this, it's a repeatable process, and do that vein. But you know, no one sophisticated is going to give you a bunch of money without a track record. And how do you market that to your list? Like, I guess the opportunities to come in as an investor, is that like a whole nother arm of your business? Like, help me understand, because like in multifamily, you know, there's people who kind of specialize in the money side, and then you've got the asset management team, because there's so much in what we do in the multifamily side that there's, you know, different little niches. Is that, do you have like a separate little entity that focuses on that? Or is that just part of your business? You know, it's a certain program we have, it's called Done For You. So we teach people this model, but there's doctors and high net worth individuals out there that literally don't have the time to do it themselves. Right. And they would rather just give me money mm -hmm. and I'll do it for them. And right. so, you know, and it's not like multifamily, like, you know, a billion dollars in this niche is too much money. God, so that was my next question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so there's no private equity groups. There's no hedge funds. I couldn't deploy a billion dollars and make these 300 to 1,000% returns if I wanted to. Yeah. Now, if I wanted to make an 8% yield, I could go out and buy productive farmland like Warren Buffett and Jeff Bezos does. Not a bad way to make 8%, but I'm really not interested in that. And what kind of returns can expect investors expect when they come in on this done-for-you side? So for done-for-you, we're looking at about a 25 to 35% annual yield. And is there any tax benefits available to investors or are they taxed on that as ordinary? Yeah, so raw land, unlike other real estate assets, lasts forever. So you can't depreciate it. So to get tax benefits in raw land, you have to have a different vehicle. So whether it's, I use qualified retirement plan. So I have check writing responsibilities. There's no intermediary, like a self-directed IRA. And then I can grow my 300 to 1,000% returns, tax deferred or tax free. That's really the only tax benefit that you're gonna get is in a Roth or some type of SEP in this model. Got it, and what's the hold period? Like, let's say somebody comes to you today and they say, Mark, I've got $100,000. 
Do you say, great, I'm going to hold it, or I'm going to, you're going to collect that 25% return for five years, 10 years, 100 years? What does that look like? Yeah, so, you know, we're yield snobs. So if you say, you say, Mark, I got 100 grand, and I don't have 100 grand to deploy, we say, wait. Because if it's making 0% in your bank or 0% in my bank, I'd rather make 0% in your bank. So once we've locked up 100 grand worth of land, then we'll say, Julie, wire the funds and we'll deploy it and we'll get our yield. Got it. And so an investor would collect that for like the next five years or for as long as they want? We tell them, look, you know, we're going to manage it for three years and then we're going to put together the teams, the systems, the software for you. And if you want to be the acquisition manager, you can take it over and you can fire us now or you can keep us on whichever you prefer there's some flexibility in there but what i like about our program versus like a fund is that we get compounding so where fund has to unwind and has to deliver back the returns in a fixed period of time and giving them that return well in our program we're the c-class shareholder you're the a-class shareholder so julie if you don't want a distribution we don't want the distribution either so unless you take a distribution we don't take the distribution all that cash flow that we create we keep redeploying we keep reinvesting we keep compounding it keeps growing and growing and growing yes this absolutely sounds fascinating and almost too good to, to be true so tell us okay so when people are looking across the landscape of alternative investments real estate included right so you've got sort of the full 360 you've got the investment banking side as well as now the real estate side and so how should people make that decision on what they should invest in you know if you have a advantage in some way then that's probably where you should start and if there's no advantage for you then get educated. So I'll give you a good example. During COVID, you know, we're seeing trillions of dollars getting pumped into the economy, backed by nothing. We'll call it fiat money is sort of the, the term for it, right? Now, because of that, smart money started going to assets, gold, land. My business had the best year in 2020 it's ever had, even, you know, which is kind of horrible to say when other people are suffering, but it just, happen to be so you know you got gold you got land you've got bitcoin which has a, a fixed supply as well so if you don't have any let's say knowledge about any of these asset classes well if you're listening to this podcast you probably have an informational advantage in some way you've been introduced or you have a certain awareness now of a new asset class let's just pick on multifamily, right so now I've got this sort of Annie Julie mentor in multifamily. And now I can start going a little bit deeper into it. I can ask a more intelligent question. So whether I want to actually be the sponsor or I'm looking for a sponsor, you guys, I can use your experience. I don't have to make those mistakes and I can start making more intelligent questions. It's going to take me longer to get there, right? To figure it out, but eventually I'll get there. So when's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. But the second best time is today. So that's really what I think the investors need to do is just get educated, take action and make a small bet first and then see how they feel about it, how it goes, and then make bigger and bigger bets. So for example, I love Bitcoin, but I'll tell you what, I think it's priced too high. So I'm doing dollar cost averaging every week in Bitcoin and Ethereum, waiting 
for the inevitable drop. And when it's on sale, I'll bet big. So right now I bet small weekly and then I'll bet big. When I started with land, I started with three grand. I made a very small bet. It worked out. I made a little bit bigger bet. It worked out. Now I make huge bets. But I know because I have got that experience, if I buy any asset, 25, 30 cents to the dollar, I'm going to make money on it, whether it's raw land or a used car, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. There's someone else on the other end of that deal. Mm. Does that answer the question? I, I feel a little long-winded. Yeah, no, that was great. And so uh, I love that idea of making small bets. And so you started out with 3000. I'm getting to that point where I'm like, okay, maybe I'll try this out. So if I were to try this out, could I get started for 3000 or have the numbers gone up since 20 years ago? <laughs> so asset prices have risen, but we've got people in our community, they're buying property for 500. They'll sell it for 1500 all day long. So absolutely. Wow. You don't need a lot of money. So the people who are buying this land on the other end, you mentioned some of them are neighbors. Neighbors may want to buy this land. But who else would want to buy raw, undeveloped land? There's a lust for land in this country. So, you know, people that grew up hearing, you got to own land. People that heard, heard hearing the story about, boy, I wish I bought that raw land 30 years ago. And, you know, we all know where development went. It was farmland when you were a kid, and now it's fully developed. And somebody made millions and millions of dollars on that. So there's those people. Then you have legacy investors, people that just want to buy it for their grandkids, right? Land is the only thing that lasts. It's going to outlive all of us. So we get those people. We get people that don't like people. They want somewhere to bug out to. So we get those people. We get preppers, people that are hoping for the best but preparing for the worst. A lot of military people love raw land, but truckers that are driving on these roads, they're looking out and they see the land, they want raw land. So it's just one of those interesting niches that I've done this 6,000 times. I've never been stuck with a piece of raw land. They all sell. And there's literally a pig for every barn because I bought property that, you know, I personally would never want to own, but it sold. thinking about investing in real estate but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid like we were that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We'll identify the growing markets, strong, experienced teams, and the solid deals. We do all the heavy lifting of managing the tenants and the renovations, and as a passive partner, you get to enjoy all the benefits of investing in real estate, monthly cash flow, long-term appreciation, and the ongoing tax benefits. When we first discovered passive investing through real estate syndications, we realized it fit perfectly into our busy lives. We could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. 
To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com slash invest. What is the learning curve timeline? So for somebody who is, you know, new and wants to get into this business, what are they looking at? You know, like say they don't know anything, say they're maybe they've dabbled in some real estate, maybe they've owned a single family home or two or three and they've got a few rentals, maybe they've done some syndication. So they're not, they kind of understand real estate investing in general. What would the learning curve timeline look like for somebody to go from deploying, finding, I guess like figuring out the process to actually making that, you know, whatever was 300% return. Like what does that look like? We really think that on average you do your mailings, right? So that's one of the pieces of it. So that's gonna be a four to six week lag time of sending out your mail and getting those offers back. And then you've got to do your due diligence. So, you, you know, in that time period, let's say, let's just be conservative. You get your first deal in six weeks, you close it in seven to eight weeks, you should sell it in nine to 10 weeks. And then around, so around that time, you should be, have done your, you've gone full cycle. And then you've got that machine starting to build. And then you just do, you get more deal flow. So for every hundred offers you send, you should be getting three to five deals. Maybe you're closing one of those. And then you just kind of do the math from there. Our average client, I would say, is, you know, we always, we hit say, look, if you do what we say to do, 12 to 18 months, you should get to about 10,000 a month in passive income. Now, people that do half of that, they're super happy, right? That replaces maybe a spouse's income. But that's really sort of the timeline that we think most people that are doing this diligently should hit. I'm curious on the mailings, where do people find the the addresses? Is it like, do you have a list? Like, Yeah, yeah. So you go to the county assessor, it's public information. Okay. And then you're going to turn that into a .csv file. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go on like Fiverr, have somebody scrub my list for me. I want to do a second batch. Because let's face it, Julie, if I send somebody an offer with 40 acres, is a person with five acres, that 40 acre person is going to send me back glitter in the mail. So we automate this with our software called lgpass.com. You upload the list, it automatically does address verification for you and then sends out your offers. And then what we like to do is budget the mailings. So with newbies, we say do 20 a day. It's like the seven minute workout, right? 20 a day, we'll move the needle and that gives you time to, you know, because like if you do a thousand a day, you won't be able to close them. You won't have the money. You won't have the due diligence team to, in place. It's just too much, too fast. 20 days reasonable. Mm -hmm. You send out these letters and then, okay, now I'm like, my palms are getting sweaty. I'm thinking about it. Okay, I send out these letters. Then does that mean people are going to call me? Then I have to talk to people and figure out a deal? How does that part work? Okay, so the way it's going to work is you will eventually outsource that to what we call an intake manager. So, and there's very inexpensive in, intake managers. We have a coaching client, they're entrepreneurial. They were using uh, virtual assistants in Jamaica. So they have now hired and trained these really bright Jamaican virtual assistants to understand the land business. So the first thing you wanna do is hire, go to landva4u.com, hire one of these 
already pre-trained intake managers. They know the questions to ask that seller because sometimes the sellers get the offer and they're just confused. Sometimes they just want to yell at you, right? Yeah, Not a good use of our time. That part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once I got my first intake manager, food tasted better, colors more vibrant. If I had to hear another story about what they bought the land for, what they're planning to do on it, yeah, we want to outsource all those things because again, you know, you know, what's the value of our time? If I can get someone to do a task for five to ten dollars an hour, that's a better use than me doing it. Mm-hmm. And what's the time investment? So, like, you know, you, we said twelve to eighteen months to get to ten k a month, but let's say just in that three month period, right? From the mailings to the DD to the selling and the three month period, just to see that the process works. Like how much time does one need to be prepared to commit to in that three month window? We ask all our coaching clients to commit to two hours a day, two focused hours a day. So when I say focused hours, that means you put your iPhone away or, you know, God forbid you have an Android phone, you put your phone away and you're completely present and with that work. So you're not distracted. Okay, got it. I love that distinction because <laughs> I think there's a lot of people who don't understand that distinction and they think 10 hours. Well, I, I, you know, I served Facebook for an hour and, and I, I did work. I did, I did it for like 30 minutes, you know, and it's like, no, 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 it really needs to be like intentional focused work. So I love that. And so, this is so fascinating and i know we've talked about land before on our show and it's always great to hear different perspectives what is the value that you think that you bring to the table versus other land gurus and coaches that are out there what is the value add that you bring honestly i don't know i think that you know anyone that is adding value to someone's life like someone might watch this and be like that guy's got crazy COVID hair no way right and then somebody else might be like this is my guy and i like his track record and they'll they'll resonate more with me the people that i attract tend to be more engineering types very analytical i don't attract the grant cardone tedx you know we're gonna crush it type of thing like if you want to be a billionaire and you think money's gonna make you happy i'm not your guy i just don't market that way I don't do hot cognition points like you won't ever see me in my marketing in front of a Ferrari on the beach. This is the lifestyle you can live and things are going to be great. You're going to be happy. No. (laughs) Right. I honestly believe that money's not going to make you happy. That being said, I believe that, you know, this is a vehicle of a, a way to eliminate this big bucket of stress in our lives called money so we can deepen our relationships. If you believe what I believe, you tend to like me more than someone else. If you don't, you might go with someone else and that's fine. Well, speaking of that, so, okay, now that you have all these systems built, your business is scaled, you're not doing these hot cognition points, you're not doing the Ferrari, what are you doing with your time and what does your life look like now versus back when you were just starting out investing in land? Right, so I time theme my week. So Mondays and Fridays are what I call my terminal days. So I pretend if this is my last day on earth, I'm obsessed with death, by the way, but I pretend if this is my last day on earth, how do I want to spend it? So it's typically doing very simple things. I'll meditate for an hour. I'll take a walk for an hour. I want to get in nature. I want to spend time with my kids. I want to meet a buddy for lunch. I want to be with my family. I want to connect with people. I also want to read and I want to just think and do those things 
on Mondays and Fridays. Tuesdays are the podcast day where I actually interview people like you on Art of Passive Income podcast. And we actually do a roundtable podcast with our land investing coaches. Wednesday is my team day where I talk to our team, get you know quick updates on what's going on. Thursdays is when I'll talk to clients. And that's those are my days. And, and all along that time, I'm always really, really mindful of how short life is. So I have this app, everybody makes fun of me, called We Croak. Five times a day, it reminds me of my mortality. And it gives like a really inspiring quote on the shortness of life. And it just reminds me like, hey, look, life is short. Don't take it all so seriously. That is so fun. We Croak, C-R-O-A-K. I love it. Everyone's like, you're so morbid. It's, but it's not morbid. It's, it's life affirming. It yeah. really is. Yeah. I remember seeing on uh, a, a Facebook friend had something up on his site about how he has like a little clock up on his desk that counts down the days of like his left of, you know, his average, like an average person's life. And he watches the minutes and the hours tick by. And as he works, it helps him to remember that, you know, there's only so many hours and minutes and days left in your lifetime. And I love that. I'll have to check that out. You'll love it for sure. Well, let's move in to the life and money show spotlight round. We're going to ask you a couple of questions around life and money. So the first question is, what is one thing that you're doing right now to live a meaningful and intentional life by design? So I think the Mondays and Fridays are really transformative for me. Just being really mindful of how do I really want to spend my days. And a lot of it that I'm realizing it's not that time is so precious, it's my attention is so precious. And so what I'm learning is that if I'm in a trance and I'm daydreaming and my mind is wandering, well, it doesn't matter if I'm at home doing the dishes or if I'm at, on Hawaii in the beach, I'm still not there in that moment. So really being completely present every single moment is sort of the challenge that I take on each day and I use an app called Waking Up to sort of help me and, and train in meditation and mindfulness. And I would say that's been transformative for me for living this better, more intentional life. Yeah, I love that. I, your schedule, it reminds me very much of mine where I have like, you know, days of the week that I do different things. And I try to also be very intentional about, you know, always reminding myself that the same thing. So that's why I need an app. I need an app to ping me all day. I do think about it more like on a weekly basis, but I love that because I think all too often we float through life and we forget how, uh, you know, how precious it is. And so I love that. Yeah. Second question is around others' life and money. So what is one life or money hack that you can share that will make an impact in others' lives right now? So there's so many, right? I'm so geeky. I have so many tools. <laughs> there's so many things. I mean, I don't even know where to begin, but I'd say that the two books that I've read that I think have really moved the needle for me from just a money hack perspective, the first one is Profit First by Michael Michalowicz. And then the second one is The Psychology of Money. Um, I think his name is Morgan Housel. That book is just phenomenal. And those would be my two recommendations. I could talk all day about both. Love it. You know? Love it, love it. All right. Well, I don't want to see Annie one. yawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. <laughs> last question is around life and money in the world. What is one thing that you're doing right now to make the world a better place? 
So I think helping people eliminate solo economic dependency is my purpose. And so again, what do spouses fight about the most? Money, sex, and the kids. I can't help them with the other two, but <laughs> if I can help them eliminate that big buck of stress called money, I think that will ripple out and affect every area of their life and improve and deepen all their relationships. That's great. And eliminate solo economic dependency. I love that. All right, Mark. Well, clearly you are such a great source of wisdom and such a great resource for people looking to get into investing in land or just thinking about different ways that they can get out of their W-2 jobs. So I'm sure our listeners are going to want to follow up with you, learn more about your business and your model. So what's the best place they can go to learn more? So there's two places. The first one is easy, thelandgeek.com. But I think you'll both agree the best way to learn anything is by doing it. So we have a course, it's $97. It's thelandgeek.com forward slash quick deals. And for the life and money listeners, we'll give it away for free. So see if the bottle what resonates with you. It's gonna teach you how to double your money 30 days or less in a, a model life called wholetailing. And so get that course, start doing it and see if it resonates. And if it does, you'll go deeper with it. If it doesn't, you'll go to ATM investing or something cooler, I don't know. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely check that out and we'll have that link for all of our listeners in the show notes. Mark Podolsky, the land geek, author of the book Dirt Rich, host of multiple acclaimed podcasts and raw land investing expert. Mark, thank you so much for being here with us today. Annie, Julie, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You've been listening to The Life and Money Show, the number one podcast for people who, like you, are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth, and making an impact in the world. For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com and be sure to join the Life and Money Show community on Facebook. And if you got value out of this show, please subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations. 